Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. There's a massive rugby match about to happen in just under two hours. It's hard to know how to indulge uh, my love for rugby on this business show, but I, lo and behold, writing in last Sunday's Independent, Conor Skeen suggested that the country could be run better if we followed the lead of the Irish rugby team. So with gazelle-like speed, we got on to Connor, and he joins us in studio now. Good morning, Connor Skeen, how are you? Good morning, thank you for having me. My first question, and it's a big one, is are you a rugby fan? Uh, I'm a fan, but I am very ignorant of the details. Okay, so maybe just the backdrop to this. So what effectively you did was you, 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 you basically created this comparison of how rugby works uh, with <clears throat> the centralisation of rugby, with the four provinces and the even the economics of it, where the money goes, who spends what. And then you sort of looked at all that and stood back from it and said, wouldn't it be something if if government could work like this. So let's just chat through your your thinking on it firstly. Well, I think there's two interesting aspects in it. The first is all of us, just like sports people, should be asking ourselves, how could we be even better? So we're always ranked as one of the best countries in the world for lots of things. We're number one at the moment. Playing number two today. Not just rugby, but in (laughs) lots of other things as well in terms of how evenly we distribute income and all kinds of stuff. But that's not a room for complacency. We should always ask ourselves, how could we be even better? So this afternoon, as you rightly say, we're the number one, France are number two, and the two of them are playing each other. How did we get to that stage where we're one of the best in the world? And it occurred to me, looking from the outside, that, that uh, rugby is a very unusual sport because it's highly dependent on organisations at every level, from the team all the way up into the regions and then finally national team. And I have been educated over the years by my friends who know a lot about rugby that this has this success has happened because of the organisation of rugby in Ireland, which is the envy of all of the other countries in the Six Nations, and that comes from its organisation. Well, you, you do, even if you take it on a population basis, uh, as, a, uh, as a very simple analogy, uh, we, we're definitely punching well above our weight. But I suppose there's a devolvement, is there not, from the IRFU into the provinces. So there's a certain control over certain things, but there are other things that are controlled centrally. Is that the trick to get the balance of what's controlled centrally with with what's out in the regions? Yeah, all the most successful things about democracies are about checks and balances. And a lot of people who are populists try to, try to stampede us into thinking that it's either or. Either everything happens at a local level or everything happens at a national level. Ireland, sadly, is still by far the most centralised bureaucracy in all of Europe. And uh, I keep asking myself, what would happen if we were to devolve and share more of the power in a more structured way between the centre and the edge? And I thought the rugby is a fantastic example of it. The national team bring in 82% of the income, but it's immediately pushed down then to foster academies and schoolboys and eventually the, the clubs and regions and then they feed virtuously back up to the top. The other key point here is that there's a competitiveness against each of the provinces. So you're competing against another province. You're competing for resources. You're competing because you want to be a better place to live or there's all sorts of ways that you'd compete. But competition can be very healthy. Curiously, what stimulated me to to write that article was reading about people who couldn't get a game in Leinster transferring over to one of the other provinces where they could get a game, come to prominence, get more game time and then transfer back up into the national team. So competition can be an incredibly healthy cycle within a country and the same thing could happen nationally in Ireland. 
when we look at things like county councils, mm. uh, you know, maybe they don't all operate the same way either because there are local things at play. And but but what's your view there in terms of of you know maybe the standard of operation in one county versus another? Mm. Maybe there's different political agendas at play. Yeah, yeah. All sorts of things that influence. Years and years ago, I was involved in writing a program for government, and the person who became Taoiseach said, "What can I do to thank you?" And I asked him to set up the Devolution Commission, which was to see about how much power could be transferred from central government to local government. Everybody we met said it shouldn't happen because you couldn't trust the county councils. It's not untrue, and exactly as you say, some county councils will be better than others. But it's the same competition. The ones who are outstanding will then become exemplars for everybody else and people will say why can't I have a county that's as good to live in or do business in as the one next door If we look at the Swiss model where they work on these cantons which are effectively like provinces they have uh, I think it's five cantons and things like healthcare, welfare law enforcement, public education uh, and taxation all happen regionally and then uh, federally, then there are obviously other things, but things like taxation mm. being 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 dictated locally. Uh, politically, could we ever do that? Listen to the word you're using: dictated locally. <laughs> it's a privilege to to raise money locally. Any of your uh, listeners who've travelled in the United States will be aware of the fact that you're often paying three taxes at the same time: a federal tax, a yeah. state tax, and a city tax. So it's not novel. Uh, but I think transferring power must always be accompanied by transferring the right to raise revenue. And the list of things you gave there don't have to be as extreme as cantons who all speak different languages to each other when you go to France the individual commune all in the same country all speaking the same language all of those powers locally as well Another thing I noted from the Swiss model is that federal Swiss law only has one bank holiday and all the others are decided by the canton so I can imagine Munster saying listen why don't we have eight bank holidays and the fellows up at Ulster saying no no we'll only have two I know well <laughs> that's a step too far I mean we have to remind ourselves that in, in some ways like our recently added St Bridget's holiday there what we're trying to do is be both part of Europe because the number of, uh, of, of bank holidays are coordinated across Europe uh, with being, having independent uh, independence and autonomy to a local level. Everything you said at the beginning in, in your introduction is the most important thing to listen to, which is the need for balance. To have both and, not either are. And there's fantastic lessons far and from business from that. And I just think we should open our thinking up a little bit more to look at the sta- sta- stunning success of our rugby and see what can we learn from it. And when we go and um, stay with staying with rugby for a minute, I suppose when you get success... Uh, and you're in a good place and you're winning matches, that's probably the time to make change, is it? Or... I think that playing, that winning matches is lovely, but I mean, the big lesson I take out of it is what it does all over Ireland. All those kids who are being trained every single Saturday morning and well-trained and well-resourced in lovely dressing rooms, that's the real success story. Yes, the international victories are jam, but the fantastic thing is the enrichment of lives, the length and breadth of Ireland every day. And it's not just rugby that's doing it. GAA are doing the same thing, transferring funds back down to the local level. It's a lesson we desperately need nationally in politics to keep cycling the money back down to the local level. you mentioned competition there. Rugby also has its competition from GAA, from soccer, from all sorts of other sports. So again, to attract people and to keep new energy, new blood, new talent coming in, 
you've got to be you've got to be a showcase you do, for best in class. And the really interesting one, without denigrating anybody, but is to look at the comparison between soccer and rugby. Soccer is an incredibly wealthy sport globally, but the top has been chopped off here in Ireland. We don't run our own soccer and retain our own people. Surely there are lessons from rugby for what we could do to advance in soccer if we took more of the control back into the country. Well, listen. I think you should come with me to the game today, and then we we could we could we could uh, philosophize on the future of of, of the Irish economy as well as far from philosophy. You remind <laughs> me this afternoon. I can tell you. Well, Connor Skeen, as always, a pleasure to talk to you. Great article, and really enjoyed it, and really enjoyed the debate around it as well. Because I think it's it's sometimes if you look at things slightly differently, I think you get a lot of more clarity. Thanks. So thank you for that. Down to business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.